Go on then. What are we watching? Oh, what about... Uh... In the... Uh, with Sky Stream. The new way to get Sky without a dish. Stream unmissable Sky exclusives like True Detective and Netflix shows like The Gentleman all in one place. For just €25 a month for 12 months. Search Sky Stream today. New customers only. 12-month minimum term. Requires broadband. Further terms apply. Here's your horoscope. Under finances, it says, be better with money. Okay, time to bring in the experts. At Zurich Pensions, we believe small actions can have great impact. Like planning your future with our online pension calculator. Take a small action for your future today. Visit Zurich.ie or talk to a financial broker about a Zurich pension. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Board Gosh Energy, putting customers at the core of under 20 and senior hurling championship action. Hashtag hurling to the core. Hello and welcome to the Tarwan Independent.ie's GA podcast. I'm Will Slattery, delighted to be joined in studio as always by Michael Verney. Michael, hello. Good, Will. How are you? I'm good. I'm very excited. The hurling final is just around the corner. We have a bumper preview show today, as well as a bumper live show on Saturday. So we're giving people so much hurling content, but it's Kilkenny Tipperary, so it seems fitting. Are you excited? I hope they don't get sick of us over the <laughs> ah, next week. No, yeah, no. Um, it's it's there's just there's a lot of familiarity about it, but there's just so much different about it as well, yeah. isn't there? Like it's um, yeah, it's it, it's brilliant. Like uh, Brian Cody obviously going for twelve All Ireland, Sheedy. Sheedy's great comeback to win all in the first year would be absolutely outstanding. Then there's the history between the two teams, the history between the two managers. Mm. Uh, yeah, it should be an it should be an absolute belter. Tickets seem to be fairly at a premium at the moment as well. So yeah. uh, anyone anybody that's looking for tickets, we have our live yeah. show on on Saturday night in the, in Crow Park. Three sets of tickets up for grabs. I tell you what, if uh, <laughs> I'd be fighting someone for them myself, I'd say. Yeah, so a reminder that we have a great live show in Croke Park on Saturday night. Joe Canning is going to be there. Brendan Cummins, John Milan, and Eddie Brennan. So really a bumper show there and we like John Milan so much we're actually having him on today as well to talk even more hurling we're going to be joined in studio in a few minutes by Conor McKeown of the Herald and Donna Gabor of the Irish Independent to go over the game and Michael you're like the quintessential hurling man like what does this week mean to you you know this is the the premier week of the year for hurling that's a nice title <laughs> um, Asher it's, it, it means everything really uh the just the, the excitement for it all. It's what, what does hurling finals mean to me? It was the nineties. We were we were going up nearly. We were going up most years. Were awfully ninety four, ninety five, and ninety eight. Uh, I I kind of wish. I kind of wish I had those moments now uh, in your early 30s and you could appreciate them a bit more. There was a time then when we just presumed that all Ireland were going to come around every year. Uh, the hurling final weekend is unbelievable. You, you have the sevens on on Saturday. There's a, we've played it a couple of times at Borough even as well. There's a great buzz around. So that was a great buzz around town on Saturday night. Um, on Sunday then as well, you get in nice and early and it's just, ah, to be there is, it is, it's it's something I, even people that maybe, you know, maybe hurling's not their first sport, to be there watching it and appreciating what's going on it's just an unbelievable spectacle yeah like. I've actually I've only attended one final myself it was Kilkenny Tip in 2016 a game we're going to refer to later which was yeah it was an enjoyable game I'm hoping to get to the one this weekend again like you I'm kind of looking around for tickets late notice but um, what, what was your what's your earliest final moment like that you remember earliest final moment um, the one I, the one I've seen most is one before I was born to be honest with you is when Offaly won their first in 1981 against Galway a big comeback they ended up winning 2-12 to 15 uh, Johnny Flatterty hand passes a goal 
basically turns the game after Pat Delaney's great catch. And uh, my granduncle Mick, who was heavily involved in the Offaly County board, is the man seen dancing behind the canal and goals. <laughs> Everyone always says it. Uh, someone said that the game was on RTE recently, you know, the, the, the great Hurling documentary. Yeah. And uh, somebody tweeted and said, I'd love to have the same happiness as that man behind the goal. And that's, yeah, my granduncle does the right good jig. Yeah, it's, uh, kind so like, it's kind of like the Derby jig in eight. Quintessential hurling men running the Verney family, obviously. There you go. Uh, yeah. yeah, so we'll turn our attention to this weekend's game. Delighted to welcome Connor and Dunnigan to the studio and John Milan on the line. And Michael, after the semi final weekend, will Kilkenny and Tipperary emerge to book that final date? I asked you who you thought had the momentum going into that game. A couple of weeks on now, we're only you know two, two or three days away from the game. Uh, you know, who do you think has the edge at the moment? I don't know if there is one, to be honest with you. Um, You'll do well find a game as kind of evenly poised as as this, and given like the results over the last decade and their rivalry, it's it's as fifty fifty as you get. I suppose the only thing I would say about Tipperary, and if you kind of draw back to two thousand ten, when they were kind of struggling, and had just been beat by Cork in the first round, and then they got this massive morale boost and win over Galway by a pint. And I, maybe the Wexford game was something like that again. It was a backs to the wall job. It was the two or three goals uh, conceded. They played with 14 men. Anything that could have went wrong, went wrong. So I'd imagine to be getting a fair bounce from that. They've no major injuries of note or anything like that. I suppose maybe if you're looking for an edge, I maybe Tipperary have it just mentally because coming back from the Munster final, you probably would have been doubting where where they were mentally. A poor performance against Leash, a massive performance the last day against all the odds. So probably ju- just just kind of Tipperary and that with to have that slight edge. Yeah, Connor, it's interesting when you look at both teams over the course of their campaigns. Both sides, their form lines have kind of gone up and down. I like Tip had that unbelievable round robin series where they you know thumped everyone. Then they themselves were overturned pretty comprehensively against Limerick, and then for Kilkenny, you know, they were beaten at home by Galway. You know, they 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 were they were okay against Wexford in the Leinster final, but lost the game ultimately. And then then two really good throwback performances against Cork when they were you know big underdogs. I know at our live show, I think only one person maybe tipped. Uh, you know, Kilkenny to win the game. That was JJ Delaney. And then, obviously, against Limerick, who were huge favourites to go and go back-to-back. And Kilkenny obliterated them in the physical stakes for long periods. So it's, it's hard to maybe draw any definitive conclusions because both sides have been great at times and maybe less so at other times. Yeah, I wonder whether we're going to look back on the Munster final and and just like draw a big sort of smiley face beside it as being the most ridiculous match of the entire summer that, that just didn't make sense. Like, as brilliant as Limerick were that day, there was no... I mean, there was no fight out of Tipperary when it went against them. And, like, in hindsight, given the fight that they showed that day against Wexford when everything was going wrong, you just wonder maybe they, did they give up the ghost a little bit too soon. Um, I, I know people were saying in advance, winning, like, winning Munster has not been... Like, it has happened too often that Munster champions lose in the semi-final for it to be anything coincidental. So there has to be something to that. But um yeah, it's been a weird summer for both of the teams. I still think the performance of the summer was Kilkenny in the semi final against uh, uh Limerick. Just the kind of controlled fury of the whole thing, uh, the energy that they built up uh, and the way that they went and won the game. But you know what Kilkenny do, did very well that day was kind of out Limerick Limerick and I think um I think Tipperary play a different game completely. You know, if if you bottle up Limerick around midfield which Kilkenny did that day they'll, they'll kind of throw hand passes left and right but you're still kind of in the traffic um, but and it was Patrick Horgan said this was last week uh, when he got the player of the month award he said like Tipperary are different uh, you know when they get bottled up they have the hurlers that can flick a ball out 30-40 yards with the stick and that gets, gets you out of that kind of traffic of bodies you know and if they can do that and they can find their men 
I, I think Tipperary have the better forwards and I think they'll win. Yeah, when you look back the last time these sides played in the final, Dunnock in 2016, the tip forwards, they were the difference that day. They were sensational. This time around, do you think, can you have the the necessary kind of, I guess, you know, people in their defence to, to, to stem that flow? Well, I think kind of, kind of touching it there, it kind of depends on what sort of a game it turns into. And if it turns into the one where it's, it's a bit of a war in the middle, I think that suits Kilkenny. And if it turns into a very expansive one where, you know, it's it's left one-on-one and like that day, the, the Kilkenny full-back line got taken apart, I think. And if it's left like that again, I think it'll suit Tipperary. So I think that's going to be the first battle of the day is it's going to be turning in what sort of a game it is, whose terms is it going to be played on. Now, Kilkenny are very good at generally bending a game to their will or bringing, them, bringing a team through a position where they're uncomfortable and making them play the game in the way that they want to be uh, they want to be played on. So it'll come down to that and it's it's, it's very tight. I just, I'd have to disagree with Michael a little bit. Like Kilkenny's form coming into this, they've beaten Cork and they've beaten the All-Ireland champions who had held all the three major titles coming into this. Like They couldn't be in a better place. That If you just go simply on form, over the last two games, it's very hard to look past. Uh, it's hard to look past Kilkenny, um, even though uh, Tip are clear favourites with the bookies, which is interesting because it's um, it's uh, eight to eleven. Just look at Tipperary, Kilkenny, or eleven to ten, which uh, I don't think there'll be many people that hard, that strong on coming down in one way or the other. Like that's mm. that's a that's a fair margin. I thought it'd be about an even. There's probably more money on, down on Tipperary from er- earlier in the year, though. Is the only thing. Mm. Yeah, possibly that could be that could be that could be doing and and you you could be touching something there too. That twenty sixteen final as well. There's a lot of the well a handful of the same Tipperary lads are around the fellas who did all the damage that day. So, um, yeah, there's there's probably a number of factors at play there, but it's like it's it's a really is a toss of a coin for Just me. Just the what said there as well. Like if Kilkenny do win and you're beating you're beating Cork, Limerick, and Tip to win All Ireland against all odds with a team that's basically written off as odds are runs, it'd be absolutely outrageous in all fairness if you go to All-Ireland <laughs> 1 as there has been yeah, like. but two of your forwards are clearly not fit as well like with Walter Walsh and Richie Hogan like carrying them through the summer it's, like it's been it's been an extraordinary effort to get to here uh, and you wouldn't put it past them just to, to come, for it to come together on the day But Yeah, I'm bringing John Milan on the line now John, I was reading your piece in today's Irish Independent kind of teeing up on hurling final week and you, you were focusing I guess on Liam Sheedy and, and his second coming and Sounded like you were edging maybe slightly towards Tipperary, but I guess the Liam Sheedy factor is an interesting one. Like so often we've seen when a manager does come back for a second spell, it doesn't go well. They can't recapture their former magic. But to be fair to Liam Sheedy, he's reinvigorated a lot of those players who over the last two summers, you know, they, they didn't look to be themselves, and and they, he's gotten them back playing again. Yeah, hundred percent. I suppose the last couple of years he would have been sitting back in the RT studios and I suppose he would have been saying to himself, you know, that this Tipperary team are probably underperforming. Um, at the start of the year, Manny were tipping him to, when they stopped the drive for five, Manny we were tipping him to, to go on and be the team of the decade. They only pushed on and won the one All-Ireland in 2016. Possibly could have won the All-Ireland in 2014. And probably Liam Sheedy was probably saying to himself, um, you know, since he left in 2010, that this Tipperary squad a lot of the players that he had under his regime um, were probably after, I wouldn't say failing, but probably should have won an awful lot more. And I probably probably sensed himself, well, there's no better place to come back and end the decade by winning an All-Ireland. He would have stopped the drive for five, won the All-Ireland. And if you told Liam Sheedy, probably in 2010, told most Tipperary supporters that you'd win three All-Irelands uh, throughout the course of this decade, I suppose many Tipperary fans would have taken taken the hand off. It's it's not been achieved since the since the sixties. I suppose he would have got the bug back fairly handy, um, 
you know, and he would have seen the likes of, you know, you as I, as I stated in, in, in the column today, he had the likes of Brendan Maher, Noel McGrath, Callan, Porrick Maher. You know, he would have kick-started their careers. And he probably would have been saying to himself, well, look, there's probably another year or two left in these lads. And there's definitely, most certainly, another all earned in him. And I suppose that's why he took the decision upon himself to, to come back. Um, you know, probably might have taken a risk in, in many people's eyes, but not Liam Sheedy, I suppose. He probably would have seen, sized up the personnel that was in that Tipperary squad. They were very unlucky last year. They came within a width of a post, Jake Morris, the width of a post of, of qualifying um, in, to get into that top three last year. So they weren't too far away. They'd be knocking on the door the last couple of years. He would have seen what they have done uh, done in 2016 and he would have said to himself, most certainly, there's definitely an All-Ireland in, in this team. And Michael, one other thing that John referred to in his column today was, you know, there's a great clip emerged towards the very end of the Tip Wexford game when he kind of comes together with one of the Wexford players and he's like roaring, he's like, he's like almost fit to go on the field himself. It's like that, he brings that fire, similar to Brian Cody when he's on the sidelines, that really just gets, you know, G's up the team. Yeah, it was unbelievable passion. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, Joe O'Connor probably wasn't going at full pace, it was just at the end of the game. But like usually when you're off balance, you're the one that, that's mm. knocked over, like he wasn't expecting it or whatever. And Joe O'Connor ended up on the floor and he kind of, kind of, kind of bigged up in front, of his, in front of him and then gave a little Ric Flair woo kind of at the end of it <laughs> yeah. as well. And you could just see the RT cameras actually panned to him then and it was just like a couple of really sharp intakes of breath like I need to just get myself my feet back down on the <laughs> ground here and he did very very quickly and he went out to his players and as uh, John said in his column or he went out to Sean Clear as well and kind of just got rid of that that was parked straight away regardless of whatever happened in the game but uh, he brings a phenomenal passion to it I can't remember what game it was him and Cody kind of pushed into each other I think in a league game before as well I expect him to come a fairly close quarters um, on Sunday just two passionate men and they'll probably be in, in each other's faces at some stage as well but the passion that Sheedy has brought back to it and John said as well it, it was a big risk there's no point in saying any different he, he as John said today he was he is viewed as the Messiah in Tipperary he had everything to lose in my opinion by coming back it's very easy to sit in the RT studios or sit in wherever and talk about this and talk about that and talk about what should be done but he took a massive risk coming back um, calculated probably in his head because he knew the character of particularly a lot of those lads that were there in 2010 but uh, to get back to a final straight away in your first year and be in this position and um, it's the third Cody Sheedy final as well it's probably the the rubber game like whoever wins like if Sheedy Sheedy be the first as John said as well Sheedy be the first manager to beat Cody in two finals as well Cody's obviously looking for retribution from 2010 as well it's uh, while it's the same faces it's a different story I think yeah it's a huge job as well that he's done just uh whatever about getting the players right and you know bringing in the right players and cultivating that bench that had such a big part of the, the, the victory over Wexford despite the fact that I don't think anybody going into the game thought Tipperary had any kind of a bench but like Liam Sheedy he got the uh, well I don't know that he get but he certainly campaigned to have the, the championship matches in April cancelled in Tipperary and he said that was a huge part in getting the team right whereas Michael Ryan had a situation last year where players played two club matches and then went straight into playing four games in a row some in, of them have played in, football as well yeah, in the yeah. Munster Championship and then he got a, he got Declan Kelly his old uh, friend from Port Row who's the owner of, or the CEO of Tenio Port Row Power yeah, yeah. Port Row Power <laughs> to uh, to 
to sponsor the team as well. So you can see, like, it's not just a case of coming back in and coaching the hurling team. He, like, he, you know, he figured out l- literally every sort of aspect. It's that Pat Gilroy kind of thing. You yeah, know, exactly kind of that. Yeah, yeah. I did know. see that from you on News Talk yesterday. I listened to you <laughs> on the paper review, so just parroting back what you said, but it was a good point. Just on that as well, like, he could have, he could have, like he did in 2000, he could have brought in all the 21s from last year yeah. and put them in straight away, but he kind of went with the old guard and the 21s from last year are still there and they're making an impact off the bench and now they have this unbelievable under-20s team as well. So all of a sudden, like from maybe looking like they were falling a bit, they're in an unbelievable position. With It's the same situation as 2010 again. It's an All-Ireland final with a, a 20 or 21 final followed six days later mm. and they'll be hoping to do the exact same as they did then. Yeah, and I guess going up to the game, Dunnick, a lot of the talk is about Cheedy and Cody and kind of the big picture legacy things, what it would mean for either of them to win. But when we maybe get into maybe like the team selection issues like there's nothing really there's no real kind of dramatic oh will he pick him or will he pick him like I, I think this maybe talk will, will Sheedy bring back in James Barry but besides that it seems both sides are quite settled seem very settled and I think we, we kind of know what they're going to try and do as well we know who's going to do enough we know like TJ Reid is where you start if you're trying to beat Kilkenny you, you know Seamus Callanan is going to do damage at the other end was it seven games in a row now he scored championship yeah. goals in mm-hmm. which is a phenomenal record um, so yeah no, it is sort of everyone's aware of what the other team is going to bring to the table um, just wondering be any sort of last minute sort of something that we haven't thought of or mm-hmm. maybe something that they've been sitting on I don't think so now because both teams have had to go to the absolute pin it or collar to stay in the championship and win important games so I don't think there's anything yeah, If you remember the 2010 final as well I remember Sheedy doing an interview beforehand and he said look we want Henry Shefflin to play this game you know what I mean there was no kind of trying to get the inches of getting the opposition at a dis- disadvantage it was like look we look, we want to win this All-Ireland properly we take on the opposition and the full of their health and I don't think either manager is prone to kind of producing some rabbit from a hat. I think both of them will have absolute confidence in their teams going out, playing their own game and winning the game next weekend. I think the big regret for Tipperary will be Bonner. You know, that's yeah. sort of, it's sort of, I don't want to say it's made for him, but it, the, of all the type of players they might need and he kind of is the one, isn't it? Because if it is going to be a, a physical battle and loads of rooks around the middle, who he is the man that's sort of built for that I think he's Tipperary's main man for that sort of just stuff. need someone to take a bit of hardship because Kenny are going to dish out an unbelievable amount of hardship like Niall Amara is in there different type of player mm. though different type of player um, probably better on the ball in a way and maybe more better maybe taking a point or something like that but he's not going to go through all the hardship that Bonner is going to go through so on that like I, the, the way I look at the game is it's I, I'd put someone I'd put probably Niall Amara up against John Donnelly and say whichever of those two half forwards does better their team would probably win mm. it's those kind of unheralded type of players Donnelly's been putting in massive shifts getting in huge hits which he hasn't hadn't been up until he was in the wilderness before he was recalled for the quarter final it's those type of players that'll basically win or lose the game the only selection issue or question is probably whether Killian Buckley or start or not I think mm. Richie Lattie carried a knock he was quite poor game. against him regardless yeah, I think he carried a knock yeah. into the game and uh, he hasn't been fit all year he, no. like, like you know he's really battled yeah. him, hasn't he? like a lot of them we kind of touched on earlier on like mm. you know Richie Hogan is sort of you know, has has limped through. Walter Walsh hasn't been yeah. has been in and out of uh, full fitness as well. So, fairness, Cody's done very well. I, to keep I wonder whether 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 Shady will bring out the Jackie Terrell book just to so <laughs> if, like if you remember one of the passages he was talking about the Tipperary forwards and they mentioned Bubbles of Dwyer right, particularly yeah. as being one that uh, if you put it up to him he's going to wilt. You mm. know, so you know 
it, Bubbles is the sort of fella we all know how great a hurler he is but it, like if he has one of those days where he, where he's actually really energetic and really aggressive and sort of takes no nonsense from his man like he's the guy who can win the final field no doubt about it Yeah John like if Kilkenny do bring that same ferocity against Limerick you know I know Tip came through a really stern test against Wexford but do you think they'll be able to withstand that kind of aggression and physicality because it took Limerick you know the guts of you know 35, 40, 45 minutes to get on top of it and even then it wasn't enough to wrestle back that match yeah, well, I don't envisage it being um, an open game like it was in 2016. I think Brian Cody will be after viewing that over and over again, that 2016 final. Likewise, Liam Sheedy would be after viewing last year's league final, trying to pick up what he could have picked up out of that from, from last year, how he's going to nullify the threat of, of TJ Reeves. You know, for me, I think the two Big matchups are Yule Lawler on Callan and whoever picks up TJ Reeves. Now, the, the the question mark is who's going to man mark TJ Reeves? I presume it will be probably Brendan Maher. You know, Limerick made the mistake that they kind of tried to zonally mark him. You can't zonally mark TJ Reeves. You have to go and mark, man mark him by Carl Gibbs, Steve McDonald. Um, and I think it's going to come, come down to them two matchups. I, as I said, I don't envisage it being an open, expansive game. I think Kilkenny are going to go down the same route that they did against Limerick. They're going to flood that middle third area. And if, if Tipperary don't match um, that ferocious, manic aggression and um, that ravenous play that, that Kilkenny bring to the table, uh, well, then there's only going to be one winner. But look, I expect it's, it's, it's an all-earned final. I don't think um, any player is going to go out. I think every player is going to go out and put their, put their body on the line. If Tipperary do match him in that parliament, well, he's got a fantastic chance of winning this match. And that matchup that John refers to there, Seamus Callan versus Hugh Lawler, if it comes to pass, is so critical because I know we've talked about 2016 a bit and there are some different faces, but there's a lot of similar guys there as well. And Seamus Callan was unplayable that day. I think he got up, was a 10 from play or, or nine points from play. You know, he wasn't even operating like right beside the goal. He was coming out and getting points, but he scored in every championship uh, game this year a goal. Like So Hugh Lawler will have his hands full and he did a very good job against Aaron Galan in the semi-final, so he'll be confident as well, but that is probably the key matchup. Yeah, Hugh Lawler has marked in the last three games was so it Conor McDonald, Patrick Horgan and Aaron Gillan and while he's had some trouble with the three of them at different stages as anybody would he's been dominant at different stages as well particularly the second half against uh, even the day against Conor McDonald like he was still attacking ball there was 50 or 60 yards in front of him and he's still out attacking ball same against Gillan the last day as well it's a really interesting penalty was very harsh as well yeah no it was very harsh it's a, re- it's a really interesting matchup Cannon's been flying all year but I, I think, think Park was probably give a bit more protection though like if yeah. you compare it to that like Paraguay will have to sit. It's going to take the words out of him out. I think compared to 2016, uh, Parik Welch is going to sit right in front of the D. He's sitting an awful lot deeper. Uh, you know, even the, the last day in, in the Limerick match, he sat back in front of Hugh Lawler. Um, and that's what we've, uh, we've, we've come to show from this Kilkenny team over the years. And, you know, you go back to the Brian Hogan's, uh, you know, they sit in front of the D, they protect Noel Hickey. And I envisage um, Parik Welch and going down the same route and sitting in front of the D, sitting in front of Callan, 
um, and offering that bit of protection in front of you all or the weekend. And the other thing as well is that, like, if you say you want to get the ball to Callan, you're going to have to go over Park Walsh. But like, like it's a big risk because Park Walsh is probably the last Kilkenny player that you want to give any easy possession of the ball to. Because from back there, he can make forty yards and put it over the bar, mm-hmm. or he can pick out a pass for one of the inside forwards. So, um, you know, like Callan and Hugh Lawler be a huge battle. But like Tipperary, you're going to have to be very cute about how they get the ball to. Him. Just what John said as well. Like tactically, Kilkenny have changed completely in the in the last couple of years. Like, like Kilkenny actually outsmarted Limerick in the semi-final tactically they had 8 or 9 lads they weren't playing sweepers but the 8 or 9 defenders at different stages of the game like actually planted Joey Holden was often standing in front of the full back line as well their half forwards were like nearly on like orthodox wing backs at different stages as well like so that like 60 yards that appeared in front of Seamus Callan there's not a hope of anything like that next Sunday not a hope uh, I'd say if any one game forced Cody to change his ways or be more maybe open minded to different types of tactics it was probably that 2016 final and like David Fitzgerald commented after the Leinster final he, he like Cody is seen as kind of old school and whatever and he just said you wouldn't believe like how tactically different and advanced he's gotten they have gotten in the last couple but of years but I think as well the admission of the fact that the tactically they got it wrong that day is the fact that Joey Holden is back in the Kilkenny team now. Do you know what I mean? Like if, yeah. if you're saying that was an individual who was at fault, well then he'd never play for never play for Kilkenny again. Well, that's happened before. Yeah, <laughs> before. yeah it's funny, Dunnick as Michael says that like tactically they've evolved, they have brought in some young players and yet in the court game and against Limerick, it was some of those old guys who have been like Colin Fenley's having a really good season. Now I know he probably runs ten yards when he gets the ball, before, but he finishes them off really well. He runs about ten or fifteen <laughs> steps as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he seems to get. But he's, he's one of those. He gets a couple of those big man steps because he's getting sort yeah. of fouled and sort of dragged out when he gets a but couple extra himself ones. Himself and Walter Walsh, you know, started really brightly against Limerick as well and was pretty influential in the early stages. TJ Reid is obviously. You know, one of the best hurlers of all time, and you know if Richie Hogan can come on, and he wasn't a bit off against Limerick, but you know another few weeks in his legs because he is, you know, still coming back from long term injuries. Like these are these are the men who have carried them over the years who were really prominent too. It is, and and the other thing about them is that they've been very good at learning on the hoof during a match. So if they are getting picked off or they are have troubles, they do have a couple of different thing, ways they can change it up. You know let's be it, Porrick Walsh has to go back or whatever the move might be. They have a few different things to play it a few different ways. So, like, there was a very, like, outside of TJ, there was a great support cast there. They were all willing to, I remember doing a training weekend once and your man was talking to us about piano players and piano carriers and he says, there can only be so many piano players. You know, the piano carriers have to get on with their, their job is just as important. How like, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. I, I wasn't even allowed to carry the piano. I was injured. Um, but, um, yeah, so, like, it's the, 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 the collective force of will that they have around there and to, to give the ball, to get the, the best man in the best position into the game, be a TJ carry. Cover, scoring whatever huge percentage of the scores you've got they don't care mm. it's just about getting over the line and John I know today's column was kind of focusing on Liam Sheedy but you have talked before about your admiration for what Brian Cody has done to get his team back to this level like I know you had your battles with him you know over 10 years ago in all Ireland finals and in some other big semi-final matches like you know this probably would be as Michael referred to earlier like to beat like Cork to beat Limerick and then maybe to beat Tip would probably be up there with his best best at Adam win well, I think the word generally used a few minutes ago was outrageous if he pulled it off, and I'd echo that. It would be a phenomenal achievement if he pulled it off. It probably won't, probably one of the greatest achievements of the modern era. I mean, the easiest thing for Brian Cody probably after the 2016 final was to say, "Look, lads, I can't bring this team anymore." But it's just not not in his DNA. Uh, they were beaten by Waterford in the qualifiers. They were beaten by Limerick last year in the quarter final, and you know. 
the start of the year there was no one was 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 predicting that you know Kilkenny were going to push on and 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 you know be in the final and, and possibly be all Ireland all Ireland champions. I mean, he's smashing all the records. I mean, what he's going for his his twelfth title, and he's going for his fifteen dollar in title between manager and and playing, and he's going for his twenty first national title between national leagues and all Ireland and success as a manager. And it's just unbelievable. I think the superlatives were running out of what to say about him, but you know, once the hunger and the drive is still there. Uh, you know, Brian Cody will, will keep on going. And let's be honest, there, he's proven an awful lot of us pundits wrong. He's proven an awful lot of people winning his own county wrong. Uh, and you know, he just he just loves the, the challenge of you know the challenge for him is always the next match, winning the next match. It's not next year or what's gone before him. It's always about just winning the next match. And the next match for him is Sunday, beating Tipperary and pushing on. But if he does pull it off, and you know, there's a part of me, you know, I, I, I've, I've gone on the record and saying, I, I, I just love the, the aura about him of being, you know, the, the greatest manager of all time. And I think myself, like many others out there, you, you know, would you nearly love to see him pull, pull it, pulling it off again, you know, against all the odds. Just well, a that far yeah. off, would it? Like, you know, they weren't, they were by no means blown out of it by Limerick last year. No, definitely not. You I'm know, Walter Walter's missing that game as well know, last year. Two points, yeah. I'm just looking at it like they, they were in a, they were in a minor, f- they won the minor in 14, 14, I think they won yeah. the minor last year, did they? No, definitely the, not I'm just looking at the college's finals here as well, like they've, they've, been, they've won four of the last five pro hmm. cups. So, I think it's, I think, I think it's more, more, more so after, uh, the defeat in Leinster final, you know, I mean, everyone was writing him off, like, I mean, and I think the odds went down to 12 to 1 to, to push on and win the other. And I mean, when have we ever seen double uh, digit figures in, in odds that Kilkenny will push on and win the other? And I mean, 12 to 1 the morning of the car game, those odds tell you mm. um, that, you know, if they are to push on, it will be a an unbelievable achievement. I was leaving, I was remember leaving Turles after Waterford beat them in the qualifiers two years ago and I was just chatting a load of people from Kenny and even a few friends from Kenny it was just like, basically the, the general narrative was that Kenny are going to take four or five years to rebuild and that Cody probably wasn't the one to rebuild him because he was a bit outdated, maybe wasn't in touch with younger players and things like that and she just totally ripped up the script. Like. Well, uh, it's funny because I know Martin Brenny's always kind of def- you know defended him and his record, and he was like, "Well, surely if he's the greatest manager of all time, he's the perfect person to you know to manage a transition because he's the greatest like, manager of all time." The other thing is, yeah, like you probably have the best goalkeeper in the history of Ireland. There, you have one of the best forwards in TJ Reid. Like, you only need three or four. Park Walsh, I think, is yeah. probably entering into that bracket as well. I think, you, like, you, you only need four or five fellas to build that team around. Now, the f- fact of the matter is, there's no doubt about it. Whether they win this All Ireland or not, they don't have. It's probably the weakest squad that Cody, I think, has ever had, which is why the, the was why it's so remarkable. Like, look at the number of forwards that have come into the team and had little runs, and I haven't really staked the claim the last few years. And they're going back to Richie Hogan now, who like, like beautiful hurler and everything else, but like he's just like his mobility, you can see, is completely shot. And there's obviously something wrong with Walter Walsh. So, like, uh, like we talk about teams getting the most out of themselves. I think, like this gonna sound ridiculous, but they're getting more than the most out of themselves. Like they they really are like it's like I I I, I if you did give me the Kilkenny starting fifteen at the start of the year and said, Will they make the all Ireland final? There's nobody here that would have said yes. Uh, so it's like it's a phenomenal achievement. And just someone we haven't mentioned, like Adrian Mullen, like 
he he obviously won the club player of the year and was brilliant in the club final, brilliant in Ballyhale's run uh, to success. But there's no way you're thinking this lad's going to settle yeah. in like as easy as, Never he, as he could. Game, like. No, like he was taken off after 31 minutes against Galway in Nolan Park, and John has written about it before, and he's just like. Would any other player have been able to bounce back and come and score one three the next week? And then he scored. I think he scored four points against Limerick, and he scored. I think he scored one against Cork, but was really influential as well. And like, a couple of bad wides against Wexford and Wexford Park as well, and the yeah. round robin game as well. And there's usually a long apprenticeship in Kilkenny as well. Like yeah, Kilkenny, exactly. Richie Hogan, who was a star from day one, TJ Reid had to serve a bit of an apprenticeship as well. Big time. And uh, you know he he's been brought in, and that could go back to what Connor was saying about maybe the, the panel not being quite what it was that they just had this young fella that knew there was something in it and they persevered with him whereas he's learned on the hoof in championship matches maybe previously he would have been learned on the hoof in the in-house games in, in Nolan Park just an but interesting even, one there as well you have Hurler the Year elect probably TJ Reid young Hurler the Year Adrian Mullen uh, Colin Fenley and Joey Holden will both win All-Stars at the moment particularly if Kenny win All-Ireland so like Bally Heller doing the fair <laughs> service to Kenny at the moment yeah, we could we could preview this game all day. I think it's probably prediction time now, Michael. Who do you think is going to win and why? Uh, depending on what type of a game it is, if it's a shootout, tip win. If it's a war, Kilkenny win. I think it's more likely to be a war. So I think Kilkenny will just edge it. Gnarly. All right. Gnarly yeah. I think Tipperary are going to win it. I think they'll, they'll, like they'll, they'll match Kilkenny particularly early on for that sort of physical aggression. They'll, they'll, like they'll never... I can't envisage a situation where they end up like Limerick were in, where they're just too far down, have too much ground to, to make back. And I think, like of all the opponents, maybe this isn't the one that Liam Sheedy thought he might be coming up against, but this is the opponent that he might be actually best at setting his team up for inadvertently. So, um, you know, tips forward line, I'd like, I think TJ Reid is definitely hurler of the year, the best hurler in the game, but I think as a as a collective, the tip attack will score more than the the Kilkenny Ka- team Callum might get hurt earlier than if, if, if that comes to pass yeah uh, I kind of agree with Connor. just um, just comes down to just sheer scoring power I think Tipperary ha- have the edge on that and um, you know if, if you shut down you know Callanan, you could have bubbled in form I think uh, TJ will have to do an awful lot to get himself into this game I think mm. Kilkenny will be talking about him more than anyone else and I think when it comes to it Tip just have the power the scoring power to do it and John I'll give you the last word Jesus, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's so hard to separate both these sides. I'd echo what Fernley said. I think if it's, if it's a battle, I think Kilkenny may win it. Um, and I think the matchups are going to be massive. I think Brendan Maher, you go back to the 2016 finals, TJ Reeves, Richie Hogan, Colin Fenley, Walter Welsh, they only scored one two from play. Um, you know, I think it awful is going to depend on, on the likes of Brendan Maher on TJ Reeves. I think bring him back in, the likes of Seamus Kennedy, Heffern, they're more versatile, they can go and man-mark the likes of Walker Welch if he flips into the corner, Parik Mara might pick him up in, in the in the, in the the half-forward line. Um, but I just feel, you know, Tipperary, I think, you know, they have a bit much up, a bit too much up front. I think they have the firepower up front. And I think, you know, the horror of the year, I think it's going to come down to if Tipperary winners, I think Callan will win it. If Kilkenny winners, I think TJ Reid will uh, Will, will be hurler the year. Look, uh, ten days ago I would have said Kilkenny, but the closer it gets to the game, I just think if, if Tipperary get that matchups right, I think they have the firepower up front to win this match. Just an interesting one on that Kilkenny have been underdogs for their last two games and now third game betting wise. So like, and I'm glad John kind of went against it there. Like Cody had been nearly thinking that I and M is out against. Well, it's set up to be an absolute cracker either way. Michael, John, Connor, Dunnigan, thanks so much for joining me. Cheers, no matter, Will, thank you.
That's all we have time from the throne this week in association with Board Gosh Energy. And a reminder that we will be at Croke Park on Saturday night to preview the big game along with Eddie Brennan, Joe Canning, Brennan Cummins, and John Malam. So until then, thank you so much for listening and goodbye. Board Gosh Energy, putting customers at the core of under 20 and senior hurling championship action. Hashtag hurling to the core.